Are you struggling to hire diverse tech talent? After all, every organization in the world is now a tech company. And the ability to attract, hire, and retain tech talent from all backgrounds is critical to their success. Enter Hackajob, a reverse marketplace that actively vets engineers. We flip the traditional model on its head, meaning companies apply to engineers versus candidates applying to jobs. With companies getting an 85% response rate to candidates they reach out to, as well as exposure to tech talent that directly meets their organization's diversity objectives. Companies such as S&P Global, CarMax, and Sensor Tower are all using Hackajob. Why not join them? Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Go to hackajob.com slash cheese to get your free 30-day trial today. Ho, 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 happy new year and all that jazz. Welcome to 2019's final Chad and Cheese podcast. And lucky for you, it's our Naughty and Nice show. Recorded live on stage at TalentNet Live in Dallas with special guest Bill Borman. He'll be the one speaking in drunken pub English. Enjoy. After this word from Amber Ferrari and Canvas. Canvas is the world's first intelligent text-based interviewing platform empowering recruiters to engage, screen, and coordinate logistics via text, and so much more. We keep the human, that's you, at the center, while CanvasBot is at your side adding automation to your workflow. Canvas leverages the latest in machine learning technology and has powerful integrations that help you make the most of every minute of your day. Easily amplify your employment brand with your newest culture video or add some personality to the mix by firing off a Bitmoji. We make compliance easy and are laser focused on recruiter success. Request a demo at gocanvas.io and in 20 minutes, we'll show you how to text at the speed of talent. That's gocanvas.io. Get ready to text at the speed of talent. Hide your kids. Lock the doors. You're listening to HR's most dangerous podcast. Chad Sowash and Joel Cheeseman are here to punch the recruiting industry right where it hurts. Complete with breaking news, brash opinion, and loads of snark. Buckle up, boys and girls. It's time for the Chad and Cheese Podcast. This is the Chad and Cheese, yes. This is going to be a live broadcast. It's going to be fun. This is more festive than I expected. If, uh, if you've ever heard the Chad and Cheese podcast, you know that you're in for a treat. I've if been. you've ever heard Bill Borman, you know that this is going to be crazy. So, and insightful. Ridiculous. Crazy. Uh-huh. All right. Ready, go. Oh, yeah. Did we push record on this? Uh, yeah, I All think. Right. We didn't press record. Uh, what's up, everybody? Uh, who knows of the Chad and Cheese podcast? A few people, hopefully. If you don't know, uh, Chad and I, I'm Cheese. That's Chad. Chad. This yeah. is our special guest and British diplomat, Bill Borman, who's joining us today. If you don't know about the show, we do a weekly roundup of news, usually about vendors, who's going out of business, who's buying whom, who's who starting sucks. up. Uh, we do a Shark Tank show. We do deep dives into everything from AI to automation to programmatic uh, advertising and we're not branding safe for work. to everything. So, so yeah. every year, we're only two years old, but we have this tradition of three. around this time of year, we do a naughty or nice list. 
Uh, we went to Craig and said, hey, we think this would be fun in a live format. Uh, hopefully it will be. So each of us has two naughties and two nices, and we will run through them. Yes. Starting with Chad. I'd like to thank uh, Batman, my man Batman, who actually already dropped the F-bomb, so you broke the ceiling. You I fucker. Appreciate that. We are a Not Safe for Work podcast. We are not five stars on iTunes because we piss people off. Um, it's kind of a thing. Unlike right? the other presentations today, yeah. we're not five yeah. stars. We're not we're five stars. We're damn proud of it. And, and just so you know, we're he's not, not anymore either. Anyway. Um, Cheese.com for more information. Subscribe today. Subscribe today. Yeah, so we're going to jump in straight into the naughty because that's the kind of podcast we are. First off, the first naughty thing I want to talk about that for, for this year was McDonald's voice-activated bait-and-switch bullshit that they pulled. Remember that? Oh. Right? If you don't know the story, McDonald's is actually voice-initiated. They're using Alexa and Google Assistant to be able to start the application process or the job search slash application process, which did guess what? Took you to a text message that took you to the application process, which was the black hole under a new name. Joel loves it though. Go ahead, Joel. So here, so, okay. Is Carrie, <laughs> is Carrie here? Carrie's out, hobnob. She's okay, smart. So this is a great point. Who, who of you remember the first iPhone? It sucked, right? Like 2G, the battery lasted for 12 Comparatively, minutes. Comparatively, yeah. It sucked, right? So in Chad's the world, only thing we the have. iPhone should have been buried and never improved upon. Never, never said that. Uh, I don't mind. Do you remember iPhone. the first Tesla, right? It, it went up in flames. It sucked, right? So in Chad's world, the Tesla should have been scrapped. Uh, driverless cars are running over people, so that'll never be a thing in your world. People are running that over can't people. can't be improved. Things that start out here can eventually get to here and be okay. So maybe next year, this will make your, your nice list. So if you don't care about your brand experience for your job seekers, then do whatever Joel says, because he does not give a fuck. Apple kept hiring people after the release of the first iPhone. Because they, they, they were the only phone out there, dude. Yeah. The only uh, smartphone out there. Blackberry. I, I, I think it was not a smartphone. By the way, we don't have to get into the, the, the pros Absolutely and cons right of right smartphones. Okay. You too, right, yes. Our, let our guests chime in on Absolutely this. right on the nasties. For me, Exactly what McDonald's did was they, they, it's like they bought a hotel, they spent a million bucks on the lobby and nothing on the rooms, which actually creates an expectation of a great experience and made it worse. Do McDonald's and have rooms in Britain? It, no, you were, <laughs> little private about, eatery. you were just talking about a Tesla. Shut up. Cheese boy out. <laughs> That's all I'm so you're say. on the Chad side of this, that it's shitty and it shouldn't go anywhere else from here. I think the principle of if you're going to change, you should change. If you're going to change experience, you have to change and whole experience, not pieces of experience, because then you make the expectation a, that the experience is going to be great. And a bigger question: and when it's shitty, it's worse. Can we expect in the future, hey Alexa, find me a job in Dallas uh, to be a thing? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Do we all agree on that? Oh yeah. I, they so just then think, we can agree that this is just they, the first they just, step. They, they need to, to get there. The first step should have been a test market, much like they do with everything else in their industry. Right. They choose a test market. They see if it sucks, and if it does, they fix it. They rolled this shit out globally. They don't play their employees. The iPhone money, wasn't so released in there. Cupertino for a month <laughs> to, to work out. The yeah, case. they did. They, 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 had, <laughs> they, had, they had test pockets. All right, Bill. So my my uh, my naughty is the breakdown of trust. In society for content. When I, when I spoke um, here ten years ago, as the closing keynote, which Craig may have mentioned, um, the uh, I've changed a little bit, so you might not recognise me. But the 
the key thing was, I remember the Edelman Index said that, that we trusted social media at that time eight times more than we trusted content from what was previously trusted sources, fake news. When we look at that now, that's almost, that's in reverse. Like we, it's very hard. The breakdown in trust in content basically means it's very hard to produce content which is trusted. It's at the point where stories are not important. It's tellers, which uh, that, was <laughs> that was a bit annoying. So, and, and I think I think that's that's we better explain that for radio. That was that was kind of a, that was kind of a, his I, antlers fell and off. I think that's we're, the we're real in, thing for me. We're in costume. Yes. For me, naughty is the breakdown in trust that we've had in society with content, which, by the way, we thoroughly deserve. And so, do we, we trust employers? Certainly not. Right? No, they're full of shit. Yeah. So. Um, <laughs> You know, the employer branding department is generally the department of propaganda, you know. Right. Let's stick on a pig that's, people. That's why review sites exist, because yeah. people trust. Yeah, but who, who leaves a review on a review site? Only an extremist. Usually. The only people who review Seven anything. Seven to one, I think. Right, the is, only people who review yeah. anything either love it so much that their opinion is invalid or hate it so much that their <laughs> opinion is invalid. The people we really want to hear review. The silent majority. The people in the middle who say it's okay, that's who we want to connect with. Yeah. And they're silent because we don't create a place for them to have a voice. That's why Bill they don't brings let me it down to some cerebral shit. That's why they don't let me. Yeah, that's why we have him we, we here. We keep it to Alexa and McDonald's. We, we do the that's stupid our, shit. That's he our, does that. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, so my first naughty is I'm going to go sort of corporate, um, and this is an alleged story. Uh oh. Um, I don't want to call guilt out because no one's been convicted, no one's gone to jail. But yeah. So there's a there's a company called Crowded. Did everyone? Did anyone here use Crowded customer? It's a vendor. Okay. So Crowded, for those who don't know, uh, they're their mission in life was to revive the dead of your ATS, right? So if you had someone apply five years ago, Crowded's job was to email these folks, get them re-engaged, re new jobs that were available, maybe what they applied for was and available today. Them. Yeah, nurture them. Nurture. It was a good, a good idea, nurture. right? Good idea. We, we, we interviewed uh, Howie Schwartz, the CEO, um, in the first year that they got started. So anyway, this past year, um, Howie was allegedly uh, embezzling money from the company. Uh, they raised about $3 million. Uh, the whisper number I heard was in the hundreds of thousands that were embezzled. Uh, Howie's gone from the company. All the executives are gone. Um, and they have since been acquired uh, by another company, never to be heard from again. So it's kind of sad, naughty, to have a company that had some promise, some bad people up at the top. They make my naughty list for the uh, alleged embezzlement that happened. Nice idea, poor delivery. Poor executives poor executing, <laughs> yes. Excellent. So we're going to go to nice now. So my first nice is around acquisitions that have been happening all over the place this year. And to name names, TMP by themselves had four acquisitions. Uh, Symphony Talents obviously just bought Smashfly, Programmatic, went on a freaking fire sale this year. I mean, we, we, had, we had first, out of the gate, um, AppCast was bought by StepStone, ClickIQ, Indeed. Indeed never makes my nice list, by the way, just so everybody knows. Prango, Indeed make TMP. anyone's naughty list What's that? Year? Is Indeed on anyone's naughty list? No. Well, I love ClickIQ, by the way, so. You would. Be nice to reach the <laughs> disclosure, he owns half the company. You, no, I don't you know. would. Uh, and then Recruitix, interestingly enough, a tech company turns around and buys an ad agency. So we're seeing, I mean, we're seeing a lot of everything that's going on. Uh, and then the, the applicant tracking system side of the house, PageUp, at, at pageuppeople.com, they just bought uh, Clinch. Clinch. 
Clinch.io or clinchtalent.com. Clinch. iSims bought Jibe. Uh, and then we have this huge freaking K1 roll-up with Jobvite. $200 million given to Jobvite so that they can go on a shopping spree. And they bought Telemetry, Rollpoint, and our favorite sponsor, Canvas. Canvas. Yeah, so Bill knows a little bit about the, the K1 roll-up because uh, he, he, he was under the sheets. Under the sheets of that deal. I think what, what that really brought to us is the creation of the, the creation of how can we bring technology together. I think it's a kind of halfway between naughty and nice, as in can they actually <laughs> make it work. Okay. I, I think the, the principle and the idea, very passionate about it, that we can get everything from CRM to programmatic to chatbot to communication in a yeah, single platform on single code. The acquisitions spanned many different technologies. Many different technologies, yeah. but, all, but interestingly, all with the exception of probably Jobvite, all with point solutions. So, yes. all, and, and I think what they're showing us is what we actually want as what we would call core function, a core function within our CRM or within our ATS or within a platform. Right. So it, the roll-up is really towards core platform. The challenge is going to be in the execution. Does the yeah. code work together? Is it neat? For me... The nice bit is that, the naughty bit is, yeah. it's kind of, a, I'm a half and half on that at the minute to like see what happens. And it's much more about features being added as opposed to customers being added or geographies being added. Whereas the old days where job boards would buy each other to sort of claim, yeah. you know, stake claims in certain parts of the country it, or, there's or a, there's world. A bit, there is a bit of buying customers. Sure. There. There's always a bit of buying customers. That was exactly what the, re the well, they, on the recruiting side, that's exactly yeah. what it was. That's yeah. a portfolio. Yes. Well, the agency side, for oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think the programmatic one is a lot more interesting because of what it's showing us is programmatic is becoming a core feature of, of yes. whether that's and on I the think, top board or this is the way in which ads are going to be. It will, and I think yeah. that's the only way that we move the needle, though, because, yeah. because HR and TA is not going to move toward the performance-based as fast unless it becomes core. And, and it has to become core. So I think yeah. what, 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 what the, it vindicates in the acquisition is this is something that customers want as, and all of us should want as core features. We shouldn't be buying ads in the old school way of piecemeal, site by site. Paying yeah. for a banner or whatever. We just shouldn't be doing yeah. that. You know, otherwise we might as well get our abacus. What you think out. this is interactive? It's commercial time. So how's the hiring going? Find those purple squirrels? With applicant after applicant, it feels like I'm just getting further from hiring the right candidate. I've got tons of applications, but none of these candidates are even close to being the right fit. Volume is great and all, but my small team doesn't have the time to sift through hundreds of mismatched applications. I want more relevant candidates, not just more candidates. Well, get this. Job Addicts has been helping small to medium businesses get their job ads in front of targeted active job seekers. By matching your jobs to a candidate based on their search behavior across a vast network of niche job sites and talent networks. And the best part, it's self-serve. No sales reps, no chatbots, no spend minimums. Just fill a form with your name, number of jobs, and a budget you're working with, and voila! Your ads are now shown over a growing network of 150 job sites. Better yet, those company videos that showcase the value of being part of a small team can have a new home now within your ads helping you stand out and share your vision proactively. Wait, what was that? Oh, I just signed up for self-serve with Job Addicts. What were you talking about? <laughs> that fast, huh? 
Jumpstart your targeted recruitment with Job Addicts today. Visit jobaddicts.com and click that Get Started Risk-Free button. It's jobaddicts.com. Job Addicts. Engage. Attract. Employ. It's showtime. So, so nice. <laughs> nice. 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 Well, so my nice is chatbots. So I, I disclosure, I do some chatbots. work as a, as a lead advisor with JobPal on product. But one of the things we've learned from Airbus is we're seeing real, I think we're beginning to see real user cases of things that we talked about before and we're beginning to understand what they are. The, the, the really interesting thing with the chatbots is when we give people an option of, uh, and I'm talking specifically about the Airbus example right now, a rollout I just did a case study on, when we give them the option of talking to a person or talking to a technology, 95% of people choose the chatbot. They ask 1.8 questions, and the 1.8 questions can be divided into very specific. It's not chat. Chat is misleading. You don't, it's not about asking how the weather is or stuff like that. The questions are very much either functional, how do I apply, where do I apply, where do I upload, or information, what's the salary, where does it go? Very, very specific. And I think we're actually beginning to see the benefit of that. The other real interesting bit of data I'll give you out of out of what we see out of Airbus is the more senior and the older the candidate, the more likely they are to choose a chatbot over a person, which I think is the opposite of what we were expecting when we started tracking. What was the percentage on the, 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 the choice of chatbot over, over human? Well, it went to 95% within two weeks. And li- literally how we run it is the only way you get a chatbot to work properly is to run a human alongside it for six to eight weeks. To learn. Collect learning, yeah. learning the stuff. Yeah. But actually, um, in top of the funnel, the preference is overwhelmingly to get the get the answer from technology. And the questions that are asked are very direct. What job pays the most money? Is there going to be drug screening in this yeah. interview process? Yeah, things that uh, literally stuff like that, which is a yes or no, but determines whether people are going to apply or not. And I think they've they've looked on it and said the chatbots are the bullshit meter. It's like it's, <laughs> yeah. the machine's not going to lie to me, the person will. I, I think what's great about uh, chatbots made my, I guess, number th- uh, three in that list. But when we hear about startups, we never really know what's going to catch on and what, what will and what won't. And when chatbots came out, we were both very skeptical, I think, about this. But the numbers are clear from what Bill talked about. Um, and history plays this out, right? Like job seekers are so tired of the black hole applying to a company, never hearing back, they're much happier talking to a robot than not talking to anyone at all. And then on the employer side, instead of repeatedly at, you know, answering the same questions, you can automate that process, and it just works for both, and the numbers and the engagement um, put that out. The other thing I would add is, uh, anyone ever been ghosted in an interview or, you know, like everybody, right? So chatbots have been described as anti-ghosting magic because there's something in the engagement there that keeps yeah. people uh, It means engaged. you go end-to-end in one piece. I think the other thing you need to think about when we're talking about chatbots is there is, in the talent space, there is probably only one or two pure chatbots. So most of what we would consider to be chatbots are actually taskbots. They're doing, they're the Wade and Wendy's, they're the Alios. They're designed to do specific pieces of the puzzle rather than yeah. the engagement. So All right. a chatbot is... UI, that's user experience, user interface. Yep. So think about it that way um, and don't think about it in terms of task. If you want a task bot, go get a task bot. Yep. It also helps alleviate some of the mobile apply problems yep. of the past as well. So 
I'm going to move on with, uh, with my, my nice list, if that's okay with you guys. Um, so my nice list, uh, first one, is one platform to rule them all. Uh, Chad will disagree with this. But I think more and more, um, and I think the Microsoft LinkedIn marriage has sort of sparked more interest in this. I think Google getting into the game, although they, they, uh, they, killed, their, they killed their ATS. But there was a dream of sort of Google would be this ATS job posting sourcing tool, uh, one thing to rule them all. Uh, Chad mentioned the acquisitions. You had Jobvite buying you know, pieces to, to be one platform. You had iSIMS do something similar. Um, you have all these ATSs building out marketplaces similar to you know, your iPhone app store where if you like this feature, they have an app for that ATS. If you like this company's solution, you can add it on to the ATS. So my nice list was instead of you know, having different solutions, different tabs open, different things that you're using all the time, that we're moving toward you know, one solution to sort of bring in all the things that you do for recruiting. So to me, that made uh, my nice list this year, yeah. the one platform the one-stop I, shop. I, I, I would add to that the one-stop shop is equally the integrated marketplace. The, the, the product I'm really interested in seeing how it flies at the moment is a company called Talent App Store, which separates out um, point solutions by API. So you can mm-hmm. buy single use for what you want yeah. in all kinds of products and a genuine vendor marketplace. And I think when we get that through one interface, that's where I see... Yeah, the, the hurdles to build apps for all these ATSs need the best to be... Fe- the best features will always be point solutions yeah. from startups, yep. always. I think the only way that we get to the one platform is through a marketplace. That's the only way. They're not going to roll yeah. up all of these... Your bearishness solutions. is on one company saying, we're going to yeah. do it all for yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, I don't think but that's, the, got, don't think that's the case ever. We have got CRMs and ATSs becoming a single thing with no middleware bit. So you've got you know everyone from like Aperture who were a CRM building in ATS. It becomes core. It becomes core. And ultimately, the applications are your future acquisitions. So you had iSIMS with TextRecruit. They learned that through that that application that texting was really a solid solution for recruiters, so they just went out and bought it and brought it in-house. Yeah, and and we've got recruiters saying, I only really want one, I at least want one screen and one place that I go. I don't want to have to go to lots of different places that don't really join That's where we're moving. Yeah. Nice. All right. Next, to going back to Naughty. This is my favorite. Uh, anybody seen the the new Amazon commercials? The one that make them look all happy and fun, and they're paying for my college and all that other fun stuff. Um, yeah, it's almost like it's almost like a political, you know, um, opponent who is spending thirty million dollars to be able to get their, you know, you know, the Bloomberg effect, right? Spending a lot of money to try to win something. Well, what they're trying to win here is optics, um, because. If you've been paying attention on the Amazon side of the house, uh, they've been testing and using haptic bracelets where you will get buzzed if you're too far away from your workspace. Your quotas are so crazy that they have uh, employees pissing in trash cans. I mean, so you have these things happening. They're happening, they're reported, and guess what? Now we have a campaign where we're trying to go ahead and just paint should I t- over should it I t- Should I tell you exactly what happened? They end up on the Best Places to Work Awards. <laughs> because the Best Places to Work Awards are generally for the top 10% of employees and not the 90% who turn up and do the, who drive the vans or make your burgers or serve you coffee. They're not consulted in the survey. You're with me on this being nasty. I'm um, with you on that. Naughty. My, my, my one, which is fairly closely tied into that, is really what we've seen through the use, technology and convenience. We as consumers demand more and more convenience. And in convenience, we demand things like 
Airbnb that make it easier for us, Uber, um, any, of these, any of these businesses, Amazon, quick delivery, Deliveroo to deliver meals. Yeah. We guarantee that what technology has done is it's made our life easier as consumers and screwed the employee at the bottom of the right. chain. We don't want Whether to see how the sausage is made. We, yeah, we, we just want to enjoy the <laughs> it's sausage. It's the sausage. Yeah. It's the guy who's getting paid to do Always the sausage. Always talking about the sausage. He's now self-employed. Is now self-employed and paid by productivity, has no sick pay, has no pension, has no anything else. The only way we're going to change that is as consumers. So as consumers, we need to start saying, I'm going to forego a bit of convenience because I'm really not happy with or, I'm not happy with exploitation of people. Or it'll get regulated. <laughs> and the last thing I want is the government running my internet, by the way. That's the last place I want to go. Yes. 2020 will be very interesting. It will be very interesting. <laughs> I, I, I think my, my, you know, my naughty was, I'd take it, because I, I want to keep it nice and short, I'll take it from the, if anyone saw the Sasha Baron Cohen talk on the top <coughs> of that when they were talking about, um, when Sasha Baron Cohen, if you haven't seen that, I recommend you do, talking about the internet, said that um, if, if Facebook was available in the 40s, Hitler would have bought ads. And I think that's kind of the way we've got to think about the place we're at now. Yeah, his quote on that was, you're... You're provided the right of free speech, but not free reach. Not free reach. I think that was interesting. Yeah, you should definitely check that out. Okay. It's commercial time. Sovereign is known for providing the world's best and most accurate parsing products. And now, based on that technology, comes Sovereign's artificial intelligence matching and scoring software. In fractions of a second, receive match results that provide candidates scored by fit to job. And just as importantly, the jobs fit to the candidate make faster and better placements. Find out more about our suite of products today by visiting Sovereign.com. That's S-O-V-R-E-N.com. We provide technology that thinks, communicates, and collaborates like a human. Sovereign. Software so human, you'll want to take it to dinner. It's showtime. So my, uh, my last naughty here, uh, my payroll HR. Any, anyone out there... A- Client of my payroll HR, so this is a this is there's a certain there's a special layer of hell uh, for these guys. Um, so Michael Mann, I want to make sure I got the facts right here. So again, this is still alleged because the FBI is still investigating. But so Michael Mann is CEO of this company. Uh, they had 5,000 customers representing 250,000 employees. Um, they basically just pulled the whole company. They had $35 million in salaries in their account um, that disappeared. Uh, when companies tried to call to ask what's going on, the phone lines had been cut, uh, according to a story. Um, their social media profiles had been wiped. So from all perspectives, this guy took the money and got the hell out of Dodge. And you had 5,000 companies screwed not being able to pay their employees. So these were real people with real problems not getting paid and these guys topped my naughty list for this year michael mann my payroll hr that one's to you buddy Fuck off. <laughs> and i can't agree more on that all right so the last time through nice right this is it yeah so i changed yeah. mine just so you know we're almost done yeah guys. so uh alcohol is calm. yeah so who, who's who's seen the the, the talking robot head 10 guy <laughs> Yeah, that's that. That leads. That's my. That's my last night. So as we, you look only at, like them because they flew you to Sweden. That's nothing to do with full disclosure. Right? Yeah. They bought you. Yeah. So, so uh, this just made it to well, my list. Um, 
So as we take a look at technology and what we're comfortable with, this is something that is really hard to be comfortable with. I mean, literally, it's a head that can see you, talk to you. It's not animatronic by any way. You can check it out on YouTube or whatever. But it is, it pushes us further, right? Do I think that we're ready for it now? No, some companies will be. They're not trying to roll it out globally. They're doing it by company by company. Yep. Um, Are so, any companies actually using it? Yes. Because yes. it's a fantastic marketing tool. Yeah. But everything I'm seeing is very little Press, of it actually Reporters being, love it. Yeah. yeah. But I'm not seeing a lot of it actually yeah. being used in anger. They have, have a long road ahead so to make from, this So from thing. my standpoint, yes. We're definitely friends with the organization. But to be able to see, one of the reasons was because paid we, you were so, we were so interested in what the hell they were doing that it pushed technology even further there than a, anybody else is talking there about. There is a really... In, Important point, I think, with this, yeah. which if we forget about it being a plastic head, <laughs> what, one of How the things you? we discovered from the chatbots was, for instance, in the Airbus case, when we gave it a name and called it Betsy, people started thanking it. And when we put a person on a screen asking a question or asking for a transaction, we got a lot more engagement. So whether it's the plastic head, I think the point of when we humanize our technology, yeah. however we do that, there's a really important place there. I just don't think... Max Headroom interviewing did people. Did you bring up as a bias, person. unbiased recruiting in that as being a good thing? I, I, I did you, didn't. Did I didn't because that's going to go down a rabbit hole that's that Bill's going to want to try to That's sort of your lane. I'm going to work into my bias recruiting, yeah. All right. Yeah, so my, my, um, my last um, nice one is what, we've, what we're beginning to learn about job brand. Job brand is what we found is actually people are not following employer brands. Can attract seven million applicants through Olio and looked at their online behavior. They're not following employer brands. They're not consuming videos. They're not watching companies. So it's easy to say, well, should we actually ditch the employer brand? Is that a waste of money? What we found is applicants are applying for eight times as many jobs as they ever did. And they're really only looking at four things, which is job title, salary, location, and disqualifiers. Not qualifiers, but what would stop me being successful? The reason when you investigate that is they are not expecting to hear back from you. They're really not. So they're expecting that I'm going to reply and never hear again. I'm not going to get emotionally invested in a brand. However, once, so it would be easy to say, should we then ditch employee brand and just book ads and use the programmatic stuff and do that? Yep. The reality is, if you track the digital behavior, and anyone can argue with me, but if you're going to bring me some data, because that's all I'm interested in. In God we trust, everyone else bring data. So... When you look at the numbers, this is the reality. Once they get a positive response, they're all over the employer brand. They're all over the glass door. So we need to rethink, and they're looking at it through the lens of the job, employer brand through the lens of the job, not through the lens of the company. I think that changes the dynamic that says we need to be investing our time and effort in delivering content through jobs, whereas at the moment, most of our time and money is spent delivering it in interaction. But I think it's now that we know this, and you can download the white paper, now that we know this, I think it will start pointing us in the right direction for next year. Don't you think some people do have a short list of companies that they want to work for, though? It's not just about... People always, people always have a wish list of recognition, but the reality is if they have companies they want to work for, they are, and we have the data that proves that, they are more likely not to apply to them because they don't think they're going to be successful. They, they, it, when, when people have this these aspirational companies of what a wonderful, fantastic place that is, they very rarely apply. That some, sometimes the biggest branding problem those places have, and I've worked with a few like Cirque du Soleil and so on, the biggest problem they have is 
actually getting people to apply because they believe there would be a job for them at the end of it. They almost, they almost think, oh, I could never get a job at Google because I'm not good enough or I'm, I'm not in that box. It, so I think the, the other thing is if you go to companies like Google, they'll say, look, this is our problem. Facebook told me the same thing. Our problem is everyone who applies for a job here is a fanboy. They all love what we do. They're not the people we want to hire. The people we want to hire think actually what we do is pretty shit needs fixing. Because <laughs> the problem is we can attract fanboys. We can't attract people who hate us. The people who we want are the people who hate us. Because the people who hate us are the people who will so change. It's, it's, us and make it's us really better. a different look at how you focus your employer brand. Listen, exactly it's, what it, this is exactly the, what it is. Applying for a job in the current market is exactly like voting. You're not choosing the company which is the best place to work, the company that's going to give you the happily ever after. You're choosing the one which is least shit. So our job in our branding is to position ourselves as not quite as shit. Is, is the, the least, is is the least shit? Not the quite least shit. shit. Okay. That is our job. We're the least Craig's shit. Getting over. Okay, so my last nice, uh, and then we're done, Craig. He looks very relieved about that. <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, all right, yeah. uh, all right, snowflakes. Uh, Donald Trump made my nice list this year. Oh, I'll tell you why, okay? <laughs> exactly. I have, what? Exactly. Look, we're, in what the, the... we're in the attention business here. Okay, so. <laughs> it's uh, clickbait. It's just we're, clickbait. We're, we're, all, we're all old enough to remember recessions, right? Yeah. There's been two in my working career. Um, I know that some of you are too young to remember. Dennis remembers that, the that depression, things, so don't worry about things, that. Things do fall apart, it. right? He's so, got the depression now. So I've lived through two, one really, really, really bad. Um, and there's, there's no, as, regardless of how you feel about Trump, this is the best economy in our, that you, do, you will have a voice, sir. This is the best economy that we've had in our lifetimes. Recession is not on the horizon. There's been no inflation. Regardless of what you care about Trump, this has been a really good year for everybody. We're hiring people, people are selling you stuff, people are getting hired. I mean, everyone is enjoying the current economy. And I'm saying, regardless of how you feel about Trump or the White House or the impeachment, you know, government isn't doing shit to fuck up our lives. They're fighting with each other. <laughs> Enjoy this time of prosperity because 2020, things could get a little bit weird. So, so this, is my com- nice this, list, I, this is coming from a white guy. The okay? Trumpster right, so, made my so, nice list. So, so I, I really, Please I, discuss. So, so I, right? I, I, there is only it's one for good thing white dude on say about about Trump or about Boris Johnson, who's our own kind of Trump shop. Yes. Trump. Yeah. So, um, pound shop, I'll explain it later if you don't, he understands. So, this is, this is what it is. The one good thing about the world political situation, globally, take Brexit, put everything in it, is it's got people engaged again and it's got people angry again. So, for me, the, the thing is, people are now beginning to think, I need to vote, I need to make a difference, I need to change things, and I need to have a voice. And I think, if nothing else, that cathartic effect of getting people re-engaged in politics yeah. is going to be a good thing. I just don't like the pain we have to endure in the process. And check out, and, and also check out. There's a, there's a new index that's out there called the Job Quality Index, which is for shit. Um, so we're creating all these jobs, but in the last 30 years, the actual quality of the jobs have gone to shit. So yeah, if that's the kind of world economy you want to live in, that's awesome. Yeah, let's talk when there aren't any jobs at all. For the few and how and you not, feel about that. For the, the few and not the many. They'll well, be there. we create many jobs, but people have to do three to get by. So we'll, we'll just we'll, we'll move on that. But I, I, I think overall, if you really want to know what I think about the situation, it'll cost you two margaritas tonight, and I'll tell you. <laughs> and that, and I my do friends, have a view. And that, my friends. And with that, we, we out. out. Thank you all. Cheers. Cheers.
Thank you for listening to, what's it called? The podcast. The chat. The cheese. Brilliant. They talk about recruiting. They talk about technology. But most of all, they talk about nothing. Just a lot of shout-outs of people you don't even know. And yet, you're listening. It's incredible. And not one word about cheese. Not one. Cheddar. Blue. Nacho. Pepper Jack. Swiss. So many cheeses. And not one word. So weird. Anywho, be sure to subscribe today on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. That way, you won't miss an episode. And while you're at it, visit www.chatcheese.com. Just don't expect to find any recipes for grilled cheese. It's so weird. We out! How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transform, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.